Welcome to Tell Us About It, Victim Research Convos, a podcast from the Center for Victim Research with support from the Office for Victims of Crime. On each episode of Tell Us About It, we talk to researchers and practitioners about their work, the tools being built for use in the field, and how we can work together to build an evidence base for victim services. Today, we're talking with Brittany Jeffers, Victim Services Specialist and Unit Coordinator for the Saginaw Police Department, and James Bowers, Associate Professor of Criminal Justice at Saginaw Valley State University. Welcome to the podcast, both of you. Thank you for having us. You two have been working together for a while now. Brittany, can you tell us about how you first started to work together? Uh, Back in 2014, the Saginaw Police Department applied for the Enhancing Law Enforcement Response to Victims grant. And part of that grant, we had to partner with a partner. And we selected Saginaw Valley State University to partner with us. And um, we've been working together ever since. James, why were you and Saginaw Valley State interested? Well, our partnership really began with, with uh, Saginaw Police Department in 2016. And Lieutenant Kanjorski um, got together with a couple of my colleagues, Carol Zimmerman and Joni Boy Beeman. Uh, in March of 2016, and Lieutenant Kondorski really wanted to improve the Saginaw Police Department delivery of victim support services. And there were lots of obstacles and challenges, and the victims needed uh, this help to overcome those challenges. But this partnership came out of a need for the victims, but also uh, the need for us to use our skills as researchers. But um, you know, it goes back to the earlier ways when we started to measure some of the problems in the areas. In May of 2016, we did a SWOT analysis, and that stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And that analysis really looked at the issues facing the community. And there were a whole bunch of people there at that meeting from the CAN Council to local hospital representatives and clergy. But this can also be answered another way too. Our partnership goes back even further with Project Safe Neighborhoods. Uh, research, which was awarded in 2015, uh, and I was involved with that as an outcome evaluation. But it could also go back further than that. Uh, In 2013, the Saginaw County Crime Prevention Council is a community partnership that meets monthly, and it brings together chiefs of police, state troopers, um, clergy, um, citizens, and judges and lawyers, and anybody who wants to show up um, on the campus of SVSU uh, to talk about the issues facing um, the community. So it could be answered on a couple of different levels, but we've been working with Saginaw Police Department uh, in one way, shape, or form for years. That's quite a history that you all have working together. So let's talk about uh, your work together on the ELERV project. What did you learn from the data collection or even about data collection in that first phase? James, why don't you start? Okay. Well, originally the research team and Lieutenant Kanchorski wanted to get community feedback with a paper survey that we mailed to community members. And this started out as a great idea, but it didn't work. Uh, The respondents um, had a low response rate and the respondents tend to be overwhelmingly white and have higher incomes. And that didn't quite match the census data that we have uh, for for the city. So we went back to the drawing board and ended up switching to uh, online surveys that were distributed with Facebook and SurveyGizmo. And our final sample was over 300, and the demographics were more of a match with the census estimates. These surveys are great because they show the satisfaction of Saginaw Police Department from the the community citizens, 
as well as some feedback and concerns that citizens may have. For example, 6% of the victims of the community survey did not report the crime to police. That means that they were victims of crime. They, they said they were victims of crime, but did not uh, report that to the police. And 6% is a very high number. So we want to find out, you know, and understand more about the community and why is that, um, and, and future research can look at that, that research. We're just kind of looking at basic uh, understanding and basic demographics uh, at that point. And this research gives citizens a voice. Uh, we also conducted focus groups with local, local homeless shelters and a variety of different uh, research projects. So again, it goes back to um, how best to get the data and sometimes we just have to go back to the drawing board and, and find a better way. Yeah, it sounds like you needed a lot of flexibility and a lot of continual uh, examining what you were doing and the results you were getting. Brittany, what struck you about the data collection process or the lessons you were learning in that first phase? During that first phase, we were really hoping to generate information that could help us build a strong base for our victim services program. And it, it did give us some insight into what the community was lacking from their local law enforcement and from victim services. So James was able to put together, James and Joni were able to put together a report that reflected what the victim's needs were, what community members and community agencies were seeing as gaps of service. And that's what we started to slowly build upon when developing our current program um, and kind of set goals and milestones for what we wanted to work towards in order to meet those um, current gaps of services. So I know you mentioned that uh, the ELIRV project required local police departments to have a research partner, but the ELIRV funding has ended and you two are still working together. So what prompted you to continue that partnership? Uh, Brittany, why don't you start with that one? When it, uh, when it was ending, we decided that uh, we wanted to apply for additional funding that was similar to the ELIRV grant. Uh, which allowed us to apply for the LEV grant. And this grant did not have a research component. It was optional if you wanted to partner with the researcher. And coming off of ALERV, we, we gathered so much information, we just did not have enough time under that grant to implement and explore all of that data. So coming into ALERV, Lieutenant Kajorski and I had a discussion that we think it would be really, we thought it'd be really beneficial to again partner with SBSU and explore some of the data that we were just touching on during the end of ALERV and bringing that into this current grant. And you know, we wanted to continue partnering with James because he was with us during the ALERV grant and he knew the work that we were doing, the outcomes we were looking for, and the data that we still had left to kind of dive into. So um, you know, luckily he wanted to partner again with us and kind of start where we had ended off with the ALERV grant and pick back up. We want to do some, some new surveys, uh, test the waters again in the community and see where our current gaps of service are or if we've kind of um, hit some of our goals already um, and where there are other areas of improvement. And um, you know, it, these opportunities, grants and things like that are a great are a great way to use extra funding, extra funding to get feedback from the community that the department here would not otherwise be able to do if we were not partnering with the researcher 
um, that would take the time to do that for us because we don't have anybody internally that could take the time to develop the surveys, help us mine through all the data and give us reports on what they gathered from all that information. Great, so you really were building on uh, the work that had been done in ELERV, but as you say, mining it and expanding it to inform your current project. James, was there a particular um, area of interest that you and Saginaw Valley had? Uh, I'm thankful to work at a university that values community service, community research, and community engagement. Um, and and there, there's still a lot of work that has to be done uh, with this project. Um, I like this project. It is, it's valuable. It's meaningful. It's, um, it's great research um, to, to understand. And there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, the ALERV funding is over, and we're thankful to still have that support of OVC with the current grant. This grant identifies gaps in the service. And so some of the research has been delayed due to COVID, but right now I feel we're on the right track. And this first year has just been a little bit of, you know, we got to focus and we're focusing on getting the victims and their feedback with uh, mostly right now electronic surveys. The e-survey can be taken uh, at the police station or on their phone with the link to SurveyMonkey. Uh, it used to be SurveyGizmo, but now it's Survey, SurveyMonkey. Uh, future research should also focus on community support feedback um, and any challenges that that you know uh, agencies such as the CAN Council or other agencies may have with SPD or uh, Victim Services Unit, as well as officer feedback of what you know what do they think about the Victim Services Unit. So there's a lot of different ways that the gaps can be measured and identified, and there's just been a lot of good training that SPD uh, you know has 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 gone through with IACP, and the focus really is on empowering. Uh, the victims, understanding victims' issues, and, you know, moving towards, uh, you know, the right direction with, with uh, serving the victims. Wow, it sounds like there are just a, a lot of aspects to this project that are really exciting, that will really inform um, your program, Brittany. You have had this partnership with James and Saginaw Valley for some time. Um, what do you think have been the keys to a successful research partnership from a practitioner's standpoint? It was really important for us here at the police department to partner with uh, a researcher that was either local or knew a lot about our community. And SVSU was, was both of that. And, and James was aware of the dynamics within the city of Saginaw and the history of the city and kind of what it's gone through over the years, what the police department has gone through over the years. And that really made a difference. He was, uh, SVSU was very attached to our community because they're part of our community. And they were not an outsider trying to come in and um, perform research that would just not work in our community. They were able to tailor the way that they conducted the research in a way that would be effective in our community. And that was one of our, our biggest um, keys to success because they knew how to develop things that would get responses. And they knew how to interact with our, um, with our officers um, because they were from this area and they could connect with each other and 
Um, they weren't, you know, somebody from a totally different state or, you know, even an hour or two from here that was disconnected from this area. So I think that was um, a really big benefit to us to partner with SVSU as opposed to a different university um, somewhere else in Michigan. Uh-huh. I can see where that would be important. Uh, James, have you observed anything else that you think have been keys to the successful partnership you two have? Or your, well, your programs have? Well, I really think that the researchers, uh, you know, in current projects or future projects and, you know, what we've been doing uh, need to have that contact with agencies. And they really need to be in contact at least on a monthly basis. And there needs to be open communication uh, with, with all the partners involved. Our partnership works well because Dave and Brittany are just 10 minutes down the road, as Brittany was saying. They come to SVSU campus uh, many times. And we as researchers went to SVD um, agency, the building itself many times. That face-to-face -face contact, that locality is needed. You know, it helps with sharing of information. Um, that helps with the, the good partnership. And Brittany also shares a lot of the newsletters and statistics from the victim tracking program. And those newsletters that are uh, sent out really puts everybody on the same page. And that's one thing that I've really noticed about uh, Saginaw is that there are lots of people out there like Nancy Johnson, uh, the Saginaw County Crime Prevention Council, they get this good news out there. And so oftentimes mainstream media talks about a negative event and that is important, but rarely cover the positive events such as light up uh, the city and those types of events. And so um, there's, a, there's a movement now towards, you know, talking about the positives also. So it really is about sharing of information. It's about working together. It's about collaboration. Um, I have nothing but respect and trust with SPD. Um, I feel, you know, them, all the trainings I've been to with them, and we've learned a lot from each other um, over the years. Those are good points to bear in mind. Um, I want to I want to explore further. You said that um, you've done some trainings with the Saginaw Police Department. What else have you done to become um, familiar with the workings of the Saginaw Police Department that have enabled you to really understand the context for this research? So starting with the, the trainings, um, I think that going with the trainings, you know, like vicarious trauma training, I, I sat there pretty much, you know, I was like the researcher, a fly on the wall. Um, I was able to listen to the officers, you know, talk to each other and see them go from, you know, is, you know, what, what is this training really about to, wow, this training was really useful. And so, um, you know, that, that training, vicarious trauma training given by Chris Scalin, uh, is tremendously, it's, it's tremendously powerful. I think that all police officers should, uh, should listen to that because if officers aren't up to speed, then they're not serving the community as best as they could be. And so that vicarious trauma can build up and hinder an officer from being the best officer they can be. And so seeing that stuff and, and, and looking at the data and looking at the feedback and hearing it firsthand gives a new perspective. Um, and so really it is about, you know, them opening up to me and I think in some areas, some officers may not want to talk to researchers or, or the media or the news in general um, out of fear that something might be taken out of context or something along those lines. But I feel that, you know, I have a good working relationship with SPD now. I've given numerous, um, you know, feedback surveys. Um, I've sat in their break rooms, you know, to talk, you know, one-on-one -on -one with them a couple times. And I feel like a lot of the officers, you know, can open up and talk to me about different things. And a lot of that stuff really does dovetail uh, with what I'm hearing from, you know, the community surveys issues, uh, you know, the officers, you know, they're, you know, they're talking, they talk to me about, you know, staffing problems and staffing issues. And many agencies have that. 
And so to look at that and compare that to the census data, um, all this you know, dovetails nicely to tell the story of Saginaw. And that's what research is about. Research tells a story, the data tells a story, um, and it kind of all ties together. And there were some challenges a few years ago um, that both the officers and the community are reporting that Saginaw and SPD are doing well and definitely moving in the right direction. And something else I want to add is that um, we've had lots of on-site meetings at SPD, and that's been really instrumental with these on-site meetings where ICP, you know, comes to Saginaw, everybody comes together to talk about what do we know, what do we not know, uh, what direction are we moving towards with the research, and to show that progress in a measurable, evidence-based way. That is the ALERV initiative. And also we've had um, all-sites meetings in places like uh, Austin, Texas, um, and San Diego, where all of the agencies come together. So we had Chattanooga, uh, we had Casper, Wyoming, and us all come together. And that is absolutely priceless because, you know, a lot of us are wondering, you know, are we measuring it the right way? Could it be measured in a better way? And so for us to compare and contrast researchers um, was eye-opening. And so there's no one way to, to measure crime. There's no one way to measure issues or problems in the community. And so we kind of learned from each other. So for a whole bunch of different reasons, uh, you know, the, just the face-to-face -face talking, um, the time that we've spent together. Um, we've gone through a lot uh, as researchers and you know, working with our partners uh, through the past couple years um, to better serve victims and to better meet the needs of the victims. So I, I think it, there's a whole bunch of ways that could be answered, uh, but uh, it, it's really about trust. It's about communication. It's about opening up to each other. A lot of good tips in there, thank you. Brittany, from inside the police department, what, has, what have you observed? Um, what do you think has been the effect of having James or others from Saginaw Valley have a presence at the department? Well, it, it's no secret that law enforcement kind of always has um, their guard up or are very reserved when, when outsiders come into the agency and especially wanna con, um, conduct research or, ask for feedback surveys, there's always a hesitation. And it was great that James came in and introduced himself. He got to know the officers. He explained why he was doing this research, um, how it would be anonymous, and that it was only gonna be used to benefit the police department and to benefit the community. And I think because James was around the building, he was going on conference trips with us and other officers, um, he was able to have a lot of conversations that I don't think people would have assumed um, their conversation they were having with James could be mined for data, but I think James was able to pull information from his conversations with officers while we were out to dinner or something like that and um, just gain a better understanding of what we're trying to accomplish here at the police department and what the officers are wanting to do with our the grants and the programs that we're developing um a lot of that just you know impersonal conversations that um james was only able to have because he was present here and doing something over the phone or sending out an email i, I don't think he would have got the response or the openness that he received so that's great. You've, you've, and you've both talked about how this relationship 
between the two of you, um, between the department and university researchers and relationships with the community have been really key. Have there been any tools that have been particularly helpful as you have tried to um, better gather data or explore what you're doing, Brittany? I think we would honestly be lost without our software program. Uh, we use victim service uh, tracking software and it's a cloud-based program where we are able to input all of our um, victim demographic information, service information, all of our documentation and notes, court information, investigative information, everything goes into this one program. And I am able to access it whether I am at home working remotely or if I'm um, in my office at the department. And it generates very easy to read reports that uh, line right up with our um, grant reporting requirements through the grant. And it's just a very simple tool to use. I can print out a report and I can send it to James. So James can look at that, all the data for the victims that we received or we worked with in that reporting period and kind of match it to any of the feedback surveys we're getting or um, to the um, gaps that were mentioned in a previous survey. We can look and see, well, are we not responding um, or servicing a large um, Hispanic population at this point in time? Can we be working on reaching um, you know, to that group more so they feel more comfortable reporting or they feel more comfortable speaking with victim services? Um, so that has been probably one of the best tools that we purchased um, in order to make our program successful. James, anything to add there? Uh, yes, uh, as a researcher, I use lots of different ways of looking at the data. Uh, for the quantitative data, the number data, I use mostly SPSS, which is common in my field. And we also use SurveyGizmo and Survey SurveyMonkey uh, to provide some statistical analysis with means, median mode, um, and also the census data to provide the context for a lot of the reports that I use. So it can be all tied together. The qualitative data is data that looks for themes and that can be done by you know, Survey Gizmo for some questions, but also uh, by myself as a researcher looking for themes in the answers. Um, you know, one theme that we found in the research is that you know, some people did not want to contact the police in the past for problems, but now they do. Um, so there's a movement again in the right direction. Uh, we know that there are lots of, they know that there are lots of services for you know, people now that can reach out for help. And another way to look at themes is word art. And so what word art does is uh, Survey Gizmo makes this and it's, 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 a, it's a graphical representation of the most frequently used words um, in a graphical way so that you can see what the most common responses were. Uh, with PowerPoint presentations that I've done, you have limited space and you have to get the message across that both conveys the message and keeps the viewers interested in the content. And so you have that challenge to use the data, make it meaningful, get to the, the focus of what it's actually saying. Um, you know, and also I've had some other stuff with some of my presentations. Driving down the road, uh, there's this mural that says Sagan Awesome. And uh, I took a picture of that. It's on a wall. A citizen of the, the, the city of Saginaw painted it on one of it, and it's close to the police department. So I came across it while I was, you know, driving around the city to take a, you know, better look at the city and understanding of the city. And that's in some of the PowerPoint slides. So there's a couple of different ways that you can, you know, use tools 
to, to tell the story. So quantitative is good, qualitative is good too, um, to understand the uh, information. So a lot of commercially available tools and some that you just make up on your own, <laughs> like, like yes. finding the perfect visual. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. A lot of these programs are paid for through the university. We have university subscriptions for SPSS and now SurveyMonkey. Brittany, you mentioned that uh, you try to survey victims that you have served. What are you learning about that process of getting victim feedback? So right now, um, we've been doing it for about, uh, James, what do you want to say, like a month and a half now. Um, and I was, I was nervous that we weren't going to get a lot of feedback. I was nervous that the victims, you know, wouldn't want to voice their opinions on the victim services unit or the Saginaw Police Department or their interaction. Um, but from what I've gathered, a lot of, or some victims have um, responded via email, so I don't know what their feedback is. Um, but the ones that I've conducted over the phone, um, individuals are willing to talk and they, they want to be heard and these feedback surveys have been a great way for them to anonymously provide feedback, whether it's on the victim services unit or the Saginaw Police Department, um, on their interaction with officers, um, or just what they want to see more in the community as far as victim support. Um, it's been, I think it's been beneficial. I'm excited when to see James, um, his report when we get more survey feedback, our feedback surveys um, sent in. I, I'm excited to see if there's any trends, um, you know, if there's any areas that we can use to develop new programs from or new ideas. Um, but, but so far, I, I think we've made some progress with these feedback surveys. James, I know it's been pretty early in this process, um, you know, Brittany's only been gathering this information for a month and a half, but I know that researchers struggle with how do you promote participation from program respondents. Are you learning anything from this part of the project? Um, I think that with most feedback surveys that uh, people will want to provide their feedback, and so you just you know, have to ask them the questions and, and listen to what they're saying. But also with their responses, you, we have to look at, you know, what do we know and what do we not know? Are we asking the right questions? Should we ask more questions or different questions? But I think that the, the, the feedback so far has been, um, you know, the, the numbers are good. I haven't yet looked at the report yet uh, because I didn't want to, you know, you know, the first couple of responses to bias what I think the rest of them are going to be. So I'm going to, um, you know, have a cutoff date for a certain group here. And I'm gonna start analyzing it for the next report that's due on the 31st. And then there's another report due next month. So um, pretty much those two reports will probably be highly similar, um, but you know, how to get more feedback. Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure how to, how to encourage more feedback, but I do believe that people will want to share their feedback. They'll wanna share their experience. They'll wanna share their story and they'll wanna be heard. And this provides a means for that. Brittany, you've talked about this quite a bit already as, as we've talked today, but um, can you explain again how the research and data analysis that you are getting through this project is guiding the work of victim services in the way that you're developing your program? 
So here at the police department, we could assume that the community is needing this service or uh, we're lacking in this area, but that would honestly just be us assuming. And the only way that we could know for sure is if we asked the community. So by you know conducting, having SVSU conduct this research for us and develop feedback surveys for internally internal use here at the police department and for external use with community agencies as well as community members, um, we're able to evaluate our program and make sure that we're still doing what the community needs us to do. And we're still being as transparent as we should be and providing as much information to the community as we should be. And that we are addressing the, the current gaps for service in our community. And the only way we're able to know that we're still doing that properly is by conducting surveys and gathering information from the community who are the ones using our resources. Well, you two have quite a track record for working together, but now looking forward, what do you see as, what do you see for your future partnership? Uh, Brittany, why don't we start from the practitioner standpoint for you and the police department? For us, we would love to continue partnering with SVSU. Um, we are able to gain so much insight from the research that they do and are able to continuously evaluate ourselves and make sure that we're providing the services that our community needs and are providing our community with a an anonymous feedback location, you know, they're able to complete these surveys through SVSU anonymously, and they are able to be honest and open. And when we get that data from SVSU, it's always a learning tool for us. And we're always able to pull something positive from it and able to build upon um, for, you know, the next grant or what we want to uh, work on for this next fiscal year, whatever it may be. I, I would like to see that that continue, um, you know, indefinitely in, in some way, even if it's just a um, having a contact within the university of, you know, we would like to continue on with this, uh, with our partnership, even if it's in the sense of um, having a contact like James within the university that we can go to uh, with research questions and evaluation questions and we can, um, just ask, you know, we want to try to generate this information. How do we go about doing that? James, what do you see for the future partnership? I, I also would like to see the partnership continue. Uh, we have been fortunate uh, to have the students work with Saginaw Police Department over the years as interns. I'm fortunate uh, to, uh, to work with them. We've had some students enter data with Project Site Neighborhoods, the Allerve project. They've worked with Tammy and Brittany with entering data. And we're always looking for those partnerships that benefit uh, the community. Um, I like to involve students in research as much as I can. Uh, before the COVID crisis started, there were students lined up to help with crime mapping projects. Uh, the lieutenant uh, wanted to use ArcGIS, the Geographic Information System crime mapping technology. That's a powerful tool. And a lot of our students have that skill to bring to the table. Um, it also helps uh, build their resume. It helps um, you know, the community. So I would like to see these partnerships continue. Um, and even when the grant is over, I would still work with the project um, as needed uh, to, to gather the data, analyze the data and publish reports 
uh, to the various agencies that need it. Well, I want to thank both of you for your time today. It's been so exciting to see this type of local partnership become incorporated into a standard part of the agency's work and the university's connection to the community. Thank you both for sharing your experience with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tell Us About It. If there are research or practice experts you'd like us to interview or research tools you'd like us to feature on this podcast, email us at podcasts at victimresearch.org. Tell Us About It is a production of the Center for Victim Research funded by the Office for Victims of Crimes Vision 21 Initiative through Cooperative Agreement Number 2016-XVTX-K006. The Office for Victims of Crime is part of the U.S. Department of Justice's Office of Justice Programs. However, the points of view and opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the host and expert contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position or policies of the U.S. Department of Justice.